Hey guys, welcome to the Preview Alliance podcast. This is Sarah, and today we're starting our My Motherhood series. I'm so excited about our first guest. You guys know her as Big Haired Hannah on Instagram, Birmingham. You girls know where to go. You go to her salon. I'll link it for those who want to travel. But you'll know her as a wife, a mom, a hairstylist, a hair therapist. Hannah Griffin, welcome. Hey, it's so exciting to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, I am so excited that you're the first person rocking off this series oh. because you've got all this valuable information I think you got to just share. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear the nitty gritty from all my clients. She literally has heard me in my most depths of postpartum trenches moments. She glammed me for basically every photo shoot for Will and James. So she'll spill some tea on us. Oh, yeah. So tell us a little bit about you. So I have been a hairstylist for about seven years, a wife for about three and a half, and then a mom for about two and a half. My son, Nolan, is two and a half. The cutest. Thanks. And (laughs) let's disclaimer that when your husband is gone on his work events, yes. basically a single mom. single mom. Yes, yes. My husband is amazing. He does so much for our family, um, but he is in sporting events, which, you know, when they're busy, they're extremely busy. Right. Um, they actually put on the World Games this past summer. So I felt for about two or three months, it was, you know, I was a single mom. Thankfully, my mom does live close mm-hmm. um, and she is a huge, huge help. But you know what it's like to have oh. a busy husband. <laughs> yes, I do. And then when you're a hairstylist, you have to you have to go these crazy hours. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah. on your feet. On my feet. And then you got a mommy at the end of the day. Yes. And the end of the day. Yes. Okay. Yes. It is definitely a wild ride. Um, I do a lot of wedding events too, which sometimes puts me there at 5 a.m. So. Right. And weekends. Yeah. Weekends, Saturdays, afternoons, you know. And you just make it work. Yes, we just make it work. <laughs> so I love your um, postpartum stories and adventures. Mm-hmm. Just give us, give the viewers just a glimpse into what that was like when Nolan was born for you. So it was so weird. You know, my highest of highs were there and my lowest of lows were there. I will never forget the second night that we had Nolan. So he was born on a Thursday. So Friday night. I literally locked myself in the bathroom of the hospital. Um, My husband didn't know what to do. He had to go get a nurse to help. It was a wild ride. And looking back, the reason I think I did that was Nolan had been crying for hours. You know, he was just over 24 hours old um, and nothing I was doing was working. Nothing was making him happy. We were trying to breastfeed and latch and you know, all the fun stuff. And the second my husband picked him up, he stopped crying. And it was kind of just a slap in the face that I have provided been all you have needed for the past nine to 10 months when you're in my body. And now all of a sudden, someone else can soothe you, which looking back is such a blessing. But but in the moment, you know, it cuts you deep. It cuts you. And then you're you had a Mm C-section. I had a C-section. Thankfully, it was scheduled. Um, so I was able, I didn't labor. So I felt like I went into it as well rested as I could have. I had a blowout. I had my makeup done. And <laughs> hey, I, the goal was for you to do that yeah. for me for both pregnancies, yeah. but things went astray yes. on mine. But Your boys have their own They plans. have their own plans. They don't want mom to look great <laughs> for delivery. you kidding? So that was the goal. So, hey, moms, if you want to do that, do that. Feel yes. good about yourself. Yes. Yes. Um, I had a client 
who stopped by the salon during COVID. So we're, but we have a picture of both of us super pregnant. I've seen that on your Instagram. Yes. yes. We're out there. I'm in the parking lot braiding her hair. Yeah. Um, on her way to the hospital. So it's, I always tell people, I'm like, this could be your last moment for a while. Of you. To feel good. Yeah. To feel presentable. So we need to take advantage. No, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Now, so Nolan was like COVID time. Yes. What did you guys do about the visitor situation? Oh, so we luckily the hospital made the decision for us. No visitors in the hospital. And at the time, I remember being so upset about that because, you know, we're in the South. We have this vision of everybody coming, mm-hmm. all the newborn pictures, you know, the matching outfits. everything. Yes. yes. A newborn photographer, which I already did have a newborn photographer lined up. And mm-hmm. obviously she wasn't able to be there. Um, but we, my mom came over the night we brought him home from the hospital and then my in-laws came a couple weeks later and then we didn't let other people meet him for the first eight weeks after he was, he had that first round of vaccines. Like even my own father didn't come until he was like nine weeks old just to be safe. And, you know, looking back COVID or not, that might be, you know, that's probably a good decision just with so many germs and And it's like you guys get that moment. Exactly. Exactly. And I called it our newborn bubble. Like I, like I said, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Like I, when I was on a high, nothing could Mm -hmm. bring me down in that newborn bubble. Like I loved it. And then two minutes later, the hormones Uh just go wild and I'm locking myself in the bathroom at the hospital. (laughs) I mean, second night with James. Yes. I, you know. Yes. Me, Bill nurse we had broken down yes i mean crying mm-hmm. hysterically mm-hmm. all three of us Ugh. bill was like i don't think we could you know we're what not what are we doing we're not making out no. we're supposed to be second timers at this yes. <laughs> and you know thank god for nurses mm-hmm. especially these veteran oh, nurses the nurses swooped in mm-hmm. she's seen it before yes and she, you know, she came in, she gave him sugar water. I think he had had, you know, he had had his, he was circumcised that day. Oh, uh, Nolan was too, I think. I, it usually it is like the second. Mm-hmm. And so Will was, you know, in the NICU. Yes. And so when he was circumcised, I was not allowed to be there. And then when mm-hmm. I came after, and then I didn't sleep at the hospital because I'd already been discharged. So I had never oh. experienced that. Mm-hmm. And no one had told me. Yeah. I had friends who have boys, but they, like, we didn't say, hey, was the second night the worst night? Mm-hmm. And, like, you were all crying. Yes. No one said that to mm-hmm. me. And the sugar water, I think, soothed him enough because he was snubbing. I was trying to feed. Mm-hmm. C-section. Yes. Crying. Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, probably our next door neighbors were like, are they okay? Yeah, something's no, going on no, next door. No, we're not okay. We're not. <laughs> I think the food service tray guy came in and he just like turned right around. Yeah. He's just like, this is this Too is much. an unsafe yeah. area. But I think that's something that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. I certainly didn't blast that on my Instagram. Hey, mm-hmm. we're leaving the hospital. Last night we all had mental breakdowns. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and that's something that moms, you if you don't know someone mm-hmm. that you're it's your safe place or you have this mom tribe where you can be honest. Mm-hmm. You think it's just you. Yes, exactly. And that's super isolating. It really is. And it will get you in a dark place fast. So, you know, that's why every time I have a client that is about to give birth, I say, you know, it's great. It's very, very hard. It can be mentally and physically exhausting. Mm -hmm. If you need anything, please text me and call me. I don't care if it's the middle of the night, if you're just having a moment and need to talk. 
I am here. And I think like sometimes I get so aggressive with it that I think it scares people that haven't had the kid yet. But I feel like they, you know, hindsight's remember 20, you. yes, exactly. They will remember me saying that. Yeah. You know. Do you remember what I told you when I was with Will? Yes. So it's so funny you bring that up. I will never forget you said that you were in the trenches. Yeah. At your, was it your newborn yeah, appointment? Newborn. Okay. So yeah. newborn photos, you said you were in the trenches. I did not understand. I was just like, oh, wow. Again, that was Will's what? Three or four? But he just turned four. He's four. Okay. Yeah. So that was like two years before I had my son. Yeah. And then I had a friend text me about a week after Nolan was born and say, how are you doing? And I said, we are in the trenches. Yeah. And it made sense what you said. You were the only person in those moments that I felt I could just be honest mm-hmm. with. Because I was away from family and friends. Yes. And you made me, you felt my cup. Mm-hmm. You made me feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. You were my safe place. Mm-hmm. And I know you're so, like so many clients. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, but what's so good about you is that you share your honest mm-hmm. and real motherhood. Yeah. Is there some things that happen postpartum period that also you just kind of want to share? Um, I mean, it could, it could be, yeah. I'm trying to think. It could be something about relationships. With you uh, and Parker, it could be your friendship changes. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I feel like every relationship I had changed. You know, like I've said, you hear how much you're going to love your baby, but it doesn't compare to the moment you see and everything changes. You know, the moment I saw Nolan, I didn't care who I offended or stepped on toes or, you know, whatever. I have always been a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And it's like the second I became a mother, all that went out the window. And I just had to do what was best for me and my son and yeah. my husband. Um, every relationship changed with that being said. You know, unfortunately, your relationship with your husband is going to change. Yeah. Which is why I think date nights and getaways are so important. I love seeing when you guys do that on oh, Instagram yeah. and like bringing it to moms. Like mm-hmm. you're you're not a bad mom. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you know, still date your husband, your yeah. partner, right? Just. Yeah. Because the reality is our kids are going to grow mm-hmm. and, you know, our partners, our husbands, our spouses are going to be there. Yep. You can't for, you don't want to lose. Mm-mm. It was you guys first. Yep, exactly. And I always tell people dating my husband is the best thing for my son. Yeah. You know, unfortunately my parents were great parents, but their marriage didn't last. And I don't want that for my son. And I think it starts with me and my husband remembering to put each other first because in the long term that is what's best for my hus- my son excuse me and then nolan mm-hmm. needs to see that yes of how he's going to respect and honor mm-hmm. and cherish mm-hmm. his girlfriend your future daughter-in-law yes <laughs> which is a whole subject i we- know every <laughs> night in his prayers i'm like lord please let nolan marry someone that mommy <laughs> likes as we both have talked about before via boy moms we're trying not to be that like overbearing mother-in-law yes. to whoever they mm-hmm. choose one day but you know, you got it. It kills. You also it just me. like you see some things. You're just like, I would murder you yes. and them if yes. this happens. But it's it's part of like you don't think that way before you're. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they're in your belly, start. But like once you have this little guy, everything changes. Everything changes. What about friendships? So my friendships, you know, a lot of that changed. Um, things are great now, better than they've ever been. But again, I was such a people pleaser before I had him, and then that kind of changed. Yeah. Um, so we didn't let people, before we had him, I thought, oh yeah, we'll, you know, we'll play it by ear on who gets to come, you know, whatever. 
Um, and then when I had him, I was like, nope, y'all can come in eight weeks. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people didn't understand, um, but a lot of people did, which yeah. was super empowering to know. I don't care if you understand or not. Yeah. This is the decision we've made for our child. Um, and I will never forget, I have a friend who has a seven-year-old. So he was about five when Nolan was born. And when he was born, I went to see him the night that he was born in the hospital. Yeah. And I remember texting my friend and saying, I am so sorry that I thought it was my right to come see your child in the hospital. You know, she, I don't even know if she invited me. I think I just said, I'm coming. Tell me what we're, you know, like I said, looking back, never again. And I also remember I was, you know, talking to a client in the period between COVID shutdown and having Nolan. So a couple weeks before he was born and I kind of was saying, oh, I'm sad. No one's going to be able to see us in the hospital. And she is a mother of two. And she said she looked back at her pictures from her first child and saw 42 people, counted 42 people in the photos Mm -hmm. that came to visit her in the hospital. And those 42 people should have been bringing her meals when she's home and Mm -hmm. cleaning her house, doing her laundry. Yes, exactly. And I think that's something that I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that I think now we're getting more comfortable setting those boundaries Mm -hmm. of saying, I'm going to do what's best for my child and myself and my spouse. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is what we need to do to protect our mental health. And this is our time. Yeah, it is. It is. Is no one else's. Mm-hmm. And people are going to give you pushback. Yep. It's always hard, we say, when you set that first boundary. Mm-hmm. But you hold it. And then it gets easier. It gets easier. Yes. And same thing with our toddlers. Mm-hmm. Now no one's like toddler. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they don't like it. Yep. Does that change the fact that it's still going to be what it is? Mm-hmm. No. So you move on with it. Exactly. What else do you think, like, you hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. These moms are in your chair. Yep. They're being vulnerable with you. Mm-hmm. What What's some common themes you hear? I think the biggest thing is the getaway. You know, most of my clients come every six to eight weeks. So that last appointment before they have the baby, I always say, you know, do you want to go ahead and schedule or do you want to wait and see what the baby's schedule's like and everything? Um, and a lot of people go ahead and book. Because they say that way I'll at least be able to get out of the house. Yeah. Like six weeks, no matter what happens, I know six weeks from now I have a hair appointment and I'm getting out of this house mm-hmm. without, with or without the baby. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To do something for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I feel like that, you know, Nolan's too and I still feel that way. You yeah. know, if I have an afternoon, I'm like, well, I could go shopping and run some errands for myself or I could go home and clean the house and catch up on laundry. Yeah. It's always always going to be a balance yeah mm-hmm. it is and do they do you think my new moms mm-hmm. do you think they're more like open and about what they're going through or do you think it's more like the second and third times moms are they're just like my boobs are leaking i'm bleeding he's not sleeping <laughs> i think that they in my experience they're pretty open with me okay good. but i think it's because i do set that bound or set that i guess boundary whatever you would want to call it about you know I've been there. If you need me, call me. It can be, it's amazing, but it's terrible at the same time. And I really encourage everybody, you know, I got on medicines postpartum. Mm-hmm. It's called like, oh, I call it Sexy Lexi. There you go. It's Lexapro, but me and my friends all refer to it as Sexy Lexi. She mm-hmm. comes on all our girls trips. She's yeah. with me all the time. Yeah. I always recommend to people or encourage people, if you feel any type of way, call somebody. Get help. You know, get You do not help. have to be... I think as moms, especially in the South, mm-hmm. it's hard because we're expected to be 
oh, you're blessed to smile. It's great. It's great. Yes. You know, and people gaslight you all the mm-hmm. time and say, well, at least you have a baby. Exactly. You should be fortunate this or so-and-so had it worse. Mm-hmm. And, and that is it. Especially with me, I had a scheduled C-section. Mm-hmm. And that was more so for my mental health because so much was unknown with COVID. Yeah. And I just wanted to be in control of one thing. Yeah. And it was how my baby got here. And that was my choice. But so many people gave me such a hard time for that. Before he was born, I remember I told a friend and she was like, you can't do that. You need to at least try. And, you know, now our kids are Nolan's two and a half and you wouldn't know him from a vaginal birth. Well, that's the thing. It's like, why do we shame moms for how their baby is brought into Mm -hmm. this world? Yeah, exactly. I mean, formula, breast, Mm C-section, traditional vaginal. Mm -hmm. You're not going to line them up, like Mm -hmm. you said, in kindergarten and say, Mm -hmm. oops. You were a C-section yeah. baby, go to the back of the line. You know, yeah. and I experienced that too, just mm-hmm. some people being like, oh, were you upset that you're having a C-section? I remember someone said that oh. to me. And I'm just like, A, I don't have a choice, and B, no. no. And in my mind, I mean, Nolan had a big head. His head was in the 99th percentile. So I knew yeah. I was going to have stitches one way or another. If it's going to be up <laughs> so or down. I would rather be able to sit on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's just the the amount of comments that Mm -hmm. people feel that they can say about your delivery Mm -hmm. or how you feed your child or if your child's in daycare. Oh, the daycare thing. Uh And I will never forget, I actually fired this client after she made this comment. I don't think she knows this was the reason, but I was probably like 12 weeks pregnant like we had just announced. And I love being a working mom. You know, it is very hard, but... Working makes me who I am, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and it makes me a better mom yeah. to have that time to get away from Nolan. And I think it makes Nolan a better kid to be in daycare yeah. with, you know. Other kids. Other kids. Yeah. And this mom, said she has like two, I guess they're teenagers, but she made a comment about, well, why would I have someone else raise my kid? Oh. And I wanted to be like, well, honey, who's going to do your hair yeah. if I don't? Yeah, yeah. And second of all, that's not... Never okay. I know who your kids are, and they're not the greatest kids. Yeah. So. <laughs> my thing is, in the comments, and I've got it both ways. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because when I stayed at home with Will, I got comments about that. Mm-hmm. You're giving up your career. You're losing yourself. Mm-hmm. Did you go to school for this? I mean, I, oh. I got it both ways. Yeah. Starting Previa, working, Will's in preschool. Mm-hmm. I have babysitters that help me with James. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get him in somewhere, which, mm-hmm. hello, if anybody oh. knows how that struggle goes, <laughs> that might be when he's 10. I don't yep. know. That might be <laughs> That might be called elementary yes. school. Because um, these wait lists, because the, the reality is, a mm-hmm. lot of moms, we have to work. We want to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer, and I've seen it with Will. Yep. And I've honestly seen it with James of just, like, our awesome babysitters. Mm-hmm. They add to him and fill them up and give them a different joy and teach them things. I can try to teach my children no. something for days. It's not going to These stick. teachers are blessed, and mm-hmm. they are able to do that. But that does not make me a bad mom. Exactly. It makes you a good mom because you recognize that Mm -hmm. you're not trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah. You know, as moms, working or not, we have a lot of balls in the air. Yeah. And it's only a matter matter of time before we drop drop one. Excuse me. So I think it makes you a good mom to recognize that. And I'll never forget, like... I went back to work at about six to seven weeks. Luckily, since I worked for myself, I was able to like really ease back into it. And yeah. Nolan didn't go to daycare until he was like nine weeks old. Yeah. Um, because we had like my mom and my mother in law come help. 
But I have never felt more like myself than leaving my baby. It was the first day was hard. The first few days were very hard. But coming home from working and being fulfilled in that role to coming home and being fulfilled as a mother. I mean, it was such a good day Yeah, to know that, okay, we survived it. I got my time away. Mm -hmm. You got to bond with your grandmother. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was good. And that's, I think that most moms feel this like tug of, am I going to be able to do both? Mm -hmm. Is it okay for me to do both? Because society loves to shame moms. Loves to shame moms. Yep. other moms shame moms. They do. And I think that that comes from a place of jealousy. Yeah. Because the shame I've got about, like I said, that I mentioned that lady that stayed home with her kids, I kind of felt like it was from a jealous standpoint because I – you know, thrive in my career. I really enjoy it 90% of the time, 95% of the time. And, you know, I'm not the perfect mom or wife or mother or hairstylist, but, you know, I think that the balance makes me pretty good. Yeah. You know? No, I think you're killing it. Mm, thank you. Not to toot my own horn, but no, I think you are. I just feel fulfilled being able to do a little bit of everything and yeah. knowing, like I said, I can't be Nolan's everything as much as I want to be. I can't. He has to go to daycare. He has to learn from people. And that's another thing. Have you been keeping up with the Facebook groups, the mom Facebook groups? So you know what I've done is I've removed myself from those. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I know we talk about triggers a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I'm highly triggered by situations like that. Yes. And I think especially too, and I like, I've took a lot of social media breaks Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Um, But the Facebook groups, I find get just really nasty really quick. They do. They do. So we are daycare. I'm not going to say the name, um, but we have had a lot of drama that has ended up on the Facebook groups. Okay. And I had a lot of my friends that don't go there. They would text me every time something would come up and kind of make me feel guilt for continuing to send my son there. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we have, I think, six or seven locations around Alabama. And there's been a lot of drama, a lot of staffing issues. They had to start closing early. And they originally closed at six. They, before the summer, had to start closing at four. Yeah. Which was very difficult for us, but we figured it out, thankfully. But so many people gave me shame for continuing to send my son there. Yeah. And I'll never forget, it was a girl that doesn't even have children. She's just a nanny. Mm-hmm. And she had babysat for us some. And I'm like, why are you even in the Facebook groups? And why do you care where I send my kid to school? He is a very smart kid. He loves going to school there. Yeah, the hour change is hard for us, but we're going to make it work. Yeah. And don't throw shade. Yeah. When you don't even have a child. Yeah. You don't have a dog in this race. Right. (laughs) And you were a nanny. Yes, I was. That is So before I was a hairstylist, I was a live-in nanny for about four years to three children. Um, The oldest one is 16 now. Wow. The middle one is 15 and the youngest just turned 12. So they could babysit your kids. Yes. And we always talk about that. It's come full circle. Yeah. So you've seen it. Did that help you prepare for my Oh, I mean... It did. It more so helped me prepare for the terrible twos. Okay. And the, you know, the toddler stage. Yeah. Um, Because I was 18 when I started working for them. And the youngest had just been born. Okay. Like she was four months old when I moved in. So the mom helped. The mom was with her most of the time and I was with the older kids. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it definitely, it helped me, I guess, see that I could work and have a family at the same time. Because that mom was killing it at work she is still killing it at work and she has three beautiful amazing children so it kind of was more inspiring to see that Mm -hmm. than not 
No, I love yeah. that. And I always think it's good. I always encourage, like, I think you, if it's babysitters for your date nights, is the younger generation mm-hmm. to see the side of motherhood. And because I just think women, have, like, we need older, been there kind of moms to, like, pour into us and give yes. us a helpful advice. Don't shame us, but I've walked this road. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what worked for me. It may not work for you, but, mm-hmm. like, I've been there. Yep. And then the younger generations need to see it to see what's to come. Exactly. Yeah. And before I was a nanny, I wanted to be a young mom. You know, we grew up in the South. Yeah. I wanted to get married at 21, have a baby at 22. Yeah. Looking back, what in the world was I thinking? Uh-huh. But that prepared me. To know that that was not in the cards for me. Yeah, take a break. <laughs> None of it was. Yeah, take a take a pause. I always say that to my babysitters. I'm like, I hope you get your baby fixed here. Yeah. And I want you to work on you. Because there is a loss of identity and motherhood for, yeah. a, bit, for mm-hmm. a bit. There is, yeah. You get it back. Mm-hmm. As you said, you're thriving. Yep. What can, we always like to say, leave our listeners with some words of just like an encouragement or advice or like just something that about motherhood, you know, one thing I'll... You can do too because I okay. love this that you say about, about how you're Nolan's only protector when mm-hmm. it comes to stuff. Like yeah. how you stand in front of mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Just speak to that about how you you make it so you protect Nolan first. Yeah. I mean, everything I do is for him, even when I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. For me to be mentally better and physically better, it is so he can have a better mom. Yeah. You know, and I – I love that, you know, because it helps me and it helps him. It's killing two birds with one stone. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> You're a great mom. Uh, thank you. I mean, I'm not – some days are better than others, as, as you know. As everybody. As you know. As everybody. <laughs> I mean, if you would have been in my house at 630 this morning, you'd be like, what is happening? What is wrong with you? Uh-huh. Yeah. But we pull it together. But your honesty, your support to your clients mm-hmm. – it's serving moms. Thank you. Till we're gonna bring you back, and I think because um I think we're gonna have you do something on your social and get some questions. Yes, we'll come back and talk about it. Ooh, I'll get juicy stuff. All right. Till next time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, bye. guys. Maternal mental health is as important as physical health. The Preview Alliance podcast was created for and by moms dealing with postpartum depression and all its variables like anxiety, anger, and even apathy. Hosted by CEO, founder, Sarah Parkhurst, and licensed clinical social worker, Whitney Gay, each episode focuses on specific issues relevant to pregnancy and postpartum. Join us and hear how other moms have overcome mental health challenges, as well as access tips and suggestions on dealing with your own challenges as moms. You can also browse our podcast library and listen to previous episodes at any time. Please know you're not alone on this journey. We're here to help.